2: This is Scott Richmond and Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie Sherman, a good Sunday morning to you.
1: Good Sunday morning to you, Scott. Are we ever going to see the ground again or is it going to be snow continuously on it
2: for the entire wintertime here? You're right, Arnie. It's, uh, I'm getting a little tired of the freezing, chilling days, and also I'm getting tired of the black ice. The black ice is a problem. I've,
1: I've heard many, many people who've had uh, bad experiences with the black ice. But happy all, 2023 to you. Oh, yeah, happy 2023 may be better than 2022 in every
2: <laughs> way. Exactly.
1: But one of the consequences of all of this winter, early winter, is I know, because we've chatted about this, by yeah. electric bill, my heating bill are astronomical. Totally. Totally. And today we have B.D. Erickson on, who's going to talk a little bit about how you can conserve some costs related to energy and how you can clean up your energy. I mean, there's things like, like dirty energy, stuff that we don't even know about, and the average person doesn't know about either.
2: Exactly. Yeah, EMFs. And, and if dirt. you can
1: give me any tips about how I could save some money on a
2: $600, you know, Heating bill. I want to hear it. <laughs> he definitely will. BD Erickson, local entrepreneur here in Missoula with Satic and Satic Shield, and I know that you've worked with him back way back in the past, right? From when the days when you ran the World Trade when I was Center. Out of
1: the World Trade Center, he was a uh, a member, I believe he still is, and uh, those were in the early days where he was working on uh, um, some electrical savings with a uh, with a device that you would connect to your. Uh, to your plug and plug it in the wall, and yeah. somehow it would modulate and reduce uh, reduce electric costs. So I want to find out how that went, what happened with that, and you know he's working on new things now. I want to hear what uh, what his company's is doing,
2: Arnie. You and it's funny because when you were with the World Trade Center, and certainly in your role now as kind of working as a consultant with a lot of different companies, Missoula has more than its fair share of entrepreneurs. Right, there are, and there are a businesses. lot of people
1: that come here for whatever reason—a job, and it doesn't work they're out,
2: or they graduate
1: school and they don't want to—you know—want to leave, and they figure out they love the place so much that they're willing to figure out some other way to earn a living to live here. So we have lots and lots of small businessmen. I mean, really small business. The uh, the uh, Small Business Administration defines a small business is under 500 employees. Wow. I think over 90% of Montana businesses have under 10 employees. Sure. You know, and we're the Mecca with food trucks and, you know, small restaurants and, you know, all of these little mom and pop entrepreneurial Main Street businesses. We have tons of them and, and we work with a lot of them. Many of them weren't export ready. They just didn't have, you know, the uh, the experience or the capability to, you know, work with a large international you know partner which uh, which um, is, is generally required it's very rare when a small little three or four person company exports and you know has has a market over there and um, it's, it's been fascinating over the years to he- hear about how many of these small companies have made it how many have have many of them has transformed into other kinds of business right some of these companies in ten years have gone through four or five Transformations.
2: They've grown, and it's it's funny because it, it reminds me of the conversations we've had in the past with folks like Rank Kier at the MEP, right? Right, and we've talked to uh, Brigida at uh, World Trade, right? And you know, I am curious. Small businesses are well supported here in Montana, right? right. This is a this is a uh, you know a friendly environment,
1: right? You have the two things going on simultaneously. One is is how businesses grow and transform normally. Right. And then there's, with the adaptation of technology, I mean, a good example is Town Square Media. What it was 10 years ago isn't what it is now. That's right. You know, you're much larger, and you're offering different kinds of services here. You know, the right. Town Square operation is doing a lot of digital work and, you know, online work and right. changing the whole nature of what its media exposure is, and that wasn't the way it was, you know, when you came 10 here. years ago. No, no. Right,
2: it was just starting. That's great. Well, I'm excited for our conversation with B.D. Erickson. He's the founder of SATIC, SATIC Solar, SATIC Shield, back after this. B.D., we're excited to have you here on What Do You Know? Talk to us a little bit about the product line of SATIC USA and SATIC Shield.
0: The product line is really focused on an efficient use of electricity for a couple of outcomes. The main outcome, believe it or not, as I put on my foil hat, is physical health. A byproduct of that is you have cool running equipment. Cool running equipment lasts longer. Everyone wants that because we have all these very expensive tech devices that we don't want hot, right? And another byproduct of efficiency is lower utility costs. So by cleaning your power, you get this healthier living environment for you, longevity of your equipment, and a lower utility bill.
1: So for our listeners, you just said cleaning
2: your power. Oh, that's correct. So, we have dirty power now? Yes. Talk talk to us about dirty power. What why is what is what makes the power dirty in your home, in your car, on your person? You got it. So, I'll start with this. Dirty electricity is real. It's
0: measurable beyond any contestation. It just usually doesn't come into our sphere, so we don't think about it. If you don't think about it, then you've got to be educated a little bit. But a lot of people have known about dirty power. Somebody that's maybe an audiophile. And when the fridge comes on or something, you hear that ticker pop in the speakers. During Avatar, it drives those people nuts. Somebody that's trying to operate a ham radio. He's got to have that clean power because he's looking for something so sensitive, right? Um, Somebody that uses sensitive equipment. Okay, so how does power get dirty? Dirty electricity has a few definitions. And I suppose it depends on who you ask. And if somebody gives you a different answer, doesn't mean that they're wrong or nefarious or trying to trick you. They're maybe looking for a different right. aspect right, of this dirty power. So electricity has to be within some parameters. So an outlet on the wall is 120 volts. Well, what if it wasn't? What if it was 240? Well, it would probably blow up whatever you put in it. It's got to be within that parameter. Also, there are things that we notice in our everyday life. We talked about one of them when maybe the refrigerator comes on, you hear a popper tick in the speakers, maybe a big load like the the um, the air conditioner comes on, and the lights dim for a second. Right? So that – Right. Right? Everyone's experienced things like this. Or your phone normally charges pretty fast and cool, but this time is really hot. It's charging slow. It doesn't do that every time, but it does it sometimes. And you don't have to be working at NASA to realize that's odd that's abnormal right and then there's other silly things like interference have you ever heard your sister's blow dryer on your radio as kids we did Right. or my mom would come in and vacuum and it would put lines in the tv during gilligan's island we've all experienced those things but we didn't necessarily know what they were these are aspects of dirty electricity
2: so is there so the so in dirty electricity there's also interference right so this because all these things are kind of competing with you are pulling from the same energy source right is there competition in terms of why one gets more energy than the other. Or- well,
0: that's, you know, technically speaking, there's two types of loads. A resistive load that resists it, that's a burner on a stove. It doesn't want it. Turns into heat. It pushes back. And an inductive load, something that pulls, like sucking on a straw, like an air conditioner. Right. So so as those two things compete, but interference is more like so cars don't have antennas anymore. Growing up, we always, a car had an antenna. You could, you could undo it. You could, you know, have a saber fight right. with your little brother, right? With had antennas. Now they've got a fin or something cool because waves, fields land on antennas, right? And So, right. Uh, you know, we're older guys. When you're in town, you got FM in the car. You head out of town. You got to switch to AM. Because that FM signal didn't go as far. It got right. interfered with, right? right? Okay, well, today, you got 5G, 4G, LTE, Netflix, TV, Dish Network, your printer, my Wi-Fi. You turn on your phone, and you say, what network am I going to get on? You see 25 printers, the FBI van, and, and your neighbors, you know, sell or whatever. You just see all these networks. Right. So, so many networks are now competing. As you said, there's so many different fields Frequencies, signals out there. The antenna on our cars was maybe two feet of aluminum. Now your home wiring is one, it's high quality copper. You don't think that makes a better antenna? Of course it does. It's a better right. conductor. Right. And there might be a mile of it. Right. So now you're living in what? You're living in a super antenna that's not getting AM, FM, and UHF or V H F for TV. It's getting this huge plethora of signals that we're talking about. It would be impossible for them to not interfere. To answer your question, it would be impossible for them not to.
1: So, so putting aside the pops and you know, groans and all those things <laughs> you hear, what are what are the nev- what's the negative impact of all of this?
0: Great question. There there are several. Number one, not all of that power is now usable. You don't want to buy and pay for electricity that you can't use. And so, where's this non-usable electricity goes? Go? It turn into pixie dust? No, it turns into heat. I challenge anybody, go put your hand on your DVR, your video recorder, the thing we all call TiVo, right? That thing is hotter than blue blazes right now. In fact, you're kind of playing a game of Tetris with it to lift it up so it's not melting the stereo receiver right above it, right? Um, The back of your fridge is hot. Of course it is, right? And as we talked about, your phone might charge um, hot and slow. And for an air conditioner or a freezer, what's their job? Making cold, Right. There's no such thing as cool, it's an absence of heat, but that's their job, right Right. in lay terms. And so that thing is hotter than blue blazes. How can it possibly be efficient? So now let's say you live somewhere warm, your air conditioner is running to beat the band to cool down this environment that you live in, but your TV is so hot you almost can't touch the back of it. Your DVR, the back of your fridge, that's called BTUs, right? That's heat. So we're flooding this space or trying to cool down with heat, and heat it wasn't free. Heat's not there's no free, right? It's not free. So you get these big utility bills, you get this lower life of equipment, and now they're saying, I mean, it's very well-documented, dirty electricity is harmful to the biological. Now, I say the biological because you have to be careful when you say someone's bad for somebody, right? Right. But it's exceedingly well-documented in a couple of areas. Number one, what's the grass look like under power lines? It ain't bushy-er. Let's say that it's bushy-less. So I live in Upper Miller Creek, and the power lines go through the back of our um, our yard. Right. I've never had to mow under them. I've never, in 14 years, have I had to mow under the lines. Why? Because it's dead. Now, is that the electricity? It could have been that maybe right. the, 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 the vehicles that put them there crushed it down. Right. Or would leak in some kind of poisonous thing. I mean, that's, that's possible. But up this huge line up the mountain, it's all bushy less, right? Dairy cows. Dairy is a billion, multi-billion dollar business. Milk, cheese, butter, sour cream, ice cream, cottage cheese, yogurt, you name it, right? You don't think that Dairy Gold and Marigold and these guys know how to get the most good milk out of their cows? They've been doing it for 6,000 years of recorded history, and we know they do. It's well-documented, fellas, that dirty electricity has an effect on dairy cows, the quality and production volume of their milk. All the way down to the Hutterites and Amish that we've interviewed, they know specifically cows are so sensitive. So the way an electric fence works is you just have the one. You just have the one Right, wire. right. It's not. It's not like a huge thing. And I've always wondered as a kid. I thought as a child, the cow bumps it. It bites him. He doesn't like it. He's smart. He doesn't. No, no dairy cow has ever been hit by electric. Never. <laughs> they get within four feet. Oh, they don't like it. They get even close to it. Right. They sense it. They can feel it. They don't like it. They move away. That's why it only takes one strand. I've had um, dairy farmers tell me that if there's stray voltage or dirty electricity at a, um, a dairy, mm-hmm. the cows won't even step in puddles. Really? It's, they're that sensitive to it. Yes. They know. They, they know. They know. Okay. <laughs> so there are, it's well documented in greenhouses and grows. You want a big strawberry, a little strawberry. You want a succulent, juicy strawberry or a wimpy one. Um, the marijuana, cannabis growing is very big right now. And so they want, you know, the most produce from their products that they can. And it's well documented, guys. Dirty electricity is harmful to the biological.
1: So I'm not a cow, but I am biological. Right. So in your house, you have dirty electricity. Yes, we and do. And so it is harmful in some way, shape, or form. To the biological. Right. Beyond contestation. Right. So you got heat issues, and you got all the energy costs, and then you got the biological piece of this. Yes. So what do you do about it? What's what is your company doing about it? That's a great,
0: that's a great so when you start a company, what you're trying to do is identify either a problem that you can solve or a market gap. And we really saw both. We saw a lot of similar products out there addressing each of these things one at a time. Okay, so I'm going to go to the computer shop at the Best Buy shop, and I'm going to get myself a, a stereo, right? And you see the five or six hundred dollar Yamaha. I ride Yamaha motorcycles, and I'm going to buy it, right? right? But then I'm in some bougie mall in Seattle, and I see the Bang and Olufsen store. Mm. Now that Yamaha receiver is five six hundred bucks. The Bang and Olufsen is five or six thousand. Why the Yamaha sounds good? The difference in many cases is that absolutely crystal clear sound, with no popper tick during avatar, and to get that is a tenfold price tag on that piece of equipment. Um, another aspect, maybe a surge could be called dirty electricity by some, but that's right. over voltage, right? So we all know a surge protector is. We got there's the three Balkans in the room I'm standing in, because you plug this stuff into it to protect it, right? Air conditioners and things have called, have things called capacitors to help their motor, right? And then the dirty electricity people out there have harmonic rectifiers and filters for EMFs, electromagnetic field. right? Electromagnetic field is a result of dirty electricity, and the result of an electromagnetic field is radiation. Is radiation good for you? No, it's not good for you. So what we said is how come there's five or six kind of genres of dirty electricity or electricity that's outside of a parameter – and five different component sets to address it. Somebody needs to put all these things in one thing. So our technology is not bleeding edge. It's not clear out in front. What we did is we took the very best components that we could find by cracking open each one of those things that we talked about, looking at really what made it tick, and then asking, can we build a better mousetrap? Can we put all of it into one box? And that's really our trademark.
2: And why why wouldn't the electric company... Or the home-built build. why wouldn't they automatically build this, right? Like why is it – why don't they pay attention to this knowing that there's so much technology that's interfering and creating the EMFs? So there are
0: about three conceivable answers to that, right? So you have the difference between a co-op owned by the customers and a for-profit utility company. The co-ops usually are a little more forward-thinking in saving money, saving power, because they're also customers. Right. What's any for-profit corporation have to do? It has to show a profit at the bottom line for the shareholders, raise the value and the dividends. Saving electricity is an exact
2: – the antithesis is of their – the
0: antithesis of their job right, as the right. CEO, right? It's, they really get put in a pickle. And oftentimes we ask them to do it when that's – that's just the opposite way to get there by a normal, clear thinker, right? right? When, they, when they have to make a profit to stay in business and they have to stay in profit to keep their share price up and yet we ask them to save electricity, that's, that's a wicked double googly that they get stuck in there, right? right? So that's, that's part of it where the, the, the co-ops are usually more open to it. Also, in most cases, they try they actually try. So okay, so our energy usually in Missoula, Montana, let's say it comes from Energy Keepers. Right. The dam at the Flathead River, right? When that electricity leaves that dam, it's awesome. It's in beautiful phase quality. It's not dirty. But what's it got to do? It's got to come 100 miles. How many car washes and beauty schools How many blow dryers does it go by before it gets to your house? Right. So what they do is they do stop it along the way. They clean it up. They boost that signal. But like we talked about, in your house alone, you don't have one TV. You got four. You don't have one tablet or phone. Everybody in your family has got two nowadays. I got two in front of me. It's amazing,
2: actually. It's amazing. (laughs) Energy (laughs) dependent we are. Electricity dependent we are. Forget
0: about it. Yeah, it's, it's part of our everyday life at a point of addiction, right? And so now just in a neighborhood, let's say you have 400 homes. And each home has, I don't know, let's pick a number, 50, 60 device. It's impossible. And our products, I'll also state, you really didn't need them like you do today.
2: Right. Right. You, didn't, you didn't need them. So
1: oh. are new home builders putting your device in or packaging it when they're building your house?
0: So, so the beginning process of any business or whatever is you have to get the efficacy testing, get the safety testing. Is it too good to be true? You know, why did you... You know, rascals come up with this if somebody at NASA or MIT didn't come up with it sooner. And our lead engineer did go to MIT. But, you know, you have to get through that first phase. And, and then your first customers are early adopters. Anything that's for your early adopter. And so for us here in Missoula, it was really Bill Nooney and Heine and Petroleum and those guys because he's just a delightful human being. If you know Bill Nooney Sr., Right. Yeah. he's as nice of a rascal as you're ever going to meet where he said, oh, I'm not buying nothing, but I'll test it. You know, you can do my house, you can do some of my stores, um, and I'll play along and stuff like that. Um, When we started to get schools, once it started to working, we had school districts that were going for it. City Hall in Post Falls loves and uses our stuff, right? So then you begin to build your story, and you find different cases where it works better in some applications than other. Um, Pacific Steel here in town, their result was so outstanding that we actually did a study on it. So it's a blend of things, you know, how your utility builds for power what kind of rate and tier system that you're in, and then what kind of equipment you use and things like that. And, you know, maybe in a commercial setting, you're trying to save a piece of equipment, um, Aspen granite down in the Bitterroot. They just had dirty power and a very big electric, uh, really fantastic machine that cuts stone. And anytime it would glitch, it was hours of resetting this thing up. And so for them, their, you know, usage or their big need was keeping this big piece of equipment running. Maybe you want to keep something cool. Maybe you want to lower your bill or maybe you're a health spot right. and you want this Zen feeling of peace, calm, and tranquility. And I, I and don't you're tamping
2: to, down all the EMFs. So. You're,
0: you're getting rid of it. Yeah. You're filtering it out. So how does the product work? Kind of like a Brita filter. You know, when I was a kid, what's the best drink of water in the whole world? Out of the hose, man. Summertime, mm-hmm. you outside run Brooklyn. with your friends, you're hot, right? <laughs> and you crank that hose on. Sure. It tastes like rubber. It's delicious right and now you'd never dream of drinking out of a house right we're drinking <laughs> bottle water right in front of nobody even drinks out the tap anymore right because we've learned that there are things in it whether true or imagined or realized right we, we want really clean water so electricity is the same way it's gotten dirtier because of technology and we can explain that a little bit it's made it far dirtier than it ever was to the point of it being a problem to the point of needing a solution and there being a business model in that solution
1: so is your product different for residential use than commercial use
0: Slightly different, yes, because they might be three phase power rather than single phase power. Okay. They might be high voltage and stuff. So the the outcome is the same, but the product itself is slightly different.
2: Okay, and how do, and so let's just take a quick a quick ID. Our guest is B.D. Erickson, uh, founder of Satic and Satic Shield, Satic Solar. Um, B.D., how do folks measure and determine whether they're in a you know swimming in a sea of electro, uh, electric pollution? How do you figure that out? Because I know, because when I first thought about this, I kept on saying to myself, geez, I hear hum or I hear something right. in my bedroom and it's like, or in the bathroom where it just feels like there's so much going on electrically. And then, don't we have a way of monitoring that? Don't we have a way of testing that? Abs- absolutely. And, and I'll add to that who sleeps well anymore?
0: I find I challenge you. I throw the gauntlet. Find me a person that gets good restful sleep these days if they're not in the tent. Out camping or something you do, there's a pine cone under your left shoulder blade and there's always <laughs> a rock. And you, and you know what I mean? And it's the most uncomfortable place you've laid in years and you sleep like a baby. Right. Or I guess you don't sleep like a baby. They wake up every two hours and cry, don't they? You get good restful sleep even though maybe it's in not nature. the most comfortable, right? right? But you're sleeping in your bed. I don't care if you get eight hours. I, for myself, I'll speak authentically for myself – I don't feel as rested after eight as I, it seems I did, maybe off six when I was younger. Is that my age? Maybe, but there's that can either test the interference, the high levels of THD harmonic distortion, mm. um, electromagnetic fields, electromagnetic fields on the wiring, let's say, or just in the air, you know, just moving around. And so it's like we talked about it being harmful. Okay, so it's it's harmful beyond contestation, and I'll I'll stand on that. But, but so is smoking and so is bad food and stuff like that. And so do you want to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day? Probably not. Right. If you had two cigarettes in college, I think you're going to be okay. Right? You wouldn't want to live on fast food and sugary food. If you occasionally have a milkshake, I think you're okay. So it's, it's also, as you asked metering it, how much is it? And it's a cumulative effect. Like walking into a propeller is immediately dangerous to health. It has an immediate health effect. But bad diet or lack of exercise or something is more of a cumulative thing. Right. So this dirty electricity is more a cumulative thing. So we need to measure it because we need to know how much. And ideally, you're not getting overexposed, and you don't need to buy anything. But if you are, if you've got a smart meter, if you're living with all these devices and keeping them on when you should turn them off, and keeping your Wi-Fi on at night when you should turn it off, now we need to measure it. So we make a meter, but there are several meters. If you we just went online and you Googled. EMF meter, dirty electricity meter, then you're going to see a plethora of brands that are two major categories. Corded, which means what? I plug it in. Right. I'm getting a reading directly from my wiring, which is my super antenna. Or ambient, which means I can walk around like a tri-field meter will show just in the air, the electric field, the magnetic field, and the RF field. And so you know, if you put it by your phone, what's it going to do? It's going to go nuts going to put it by a computer it's going to go nuts the farther you get away from those things the less it goes down so why would you not test your sleeping area if you don't go in your kid's room and test their bed well that's crazy it's, it's once you know about it you really want to have an idea it's like what? if you didn't know before you're not a negligent parent you probably never thought about it before i didn't think about it before i didn't lay in bed at night worried about dirty electricity but now yeah, that you know about now it, now that i know <laughs>
1: Right. I want to find out.
0: I don't want to sleep in it. I don't want to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day accidentally and not know about
1: it. Right. So let's say I'm sold, right? I want whatever you got. Got it. What do you got? Well, I mean, what do you Is it one thing you plug in somewhere in the house, <laughs> or what do, you, what do you come in and, and do? So our filters really come in two major
0: categories plug in or wiring. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say your breaker panel is full, or you're thinking about moving, or you're renting. You probably wouldn't wire something rather expensive at the panel. You'd buy the plug-in units, and you're going to sprinkle them through the, through the house, and there's two ways to know how to sprinkle, right? So one way is just reading the instructions that come with it and following our very basic, you know, works 95% of the time pretty well pattern to follow. Or get yourself a meter
2: and then put them in the hot spots. I have a meter, Arnie. They're fun, aren't they? They are. They're, it's it's crazy. It's like a
1: Geiger counter, right? It Kind of yes. is. It's,
2: it's funny because our our engineers here at the radio station use similar types of equipment when they're looking for interference. Of course, equipment. they do. It's the same exact thing. So, okay,
1: so I got it. So you plug them in where plug they are. Them in. What do you do commercially? If you were coming in here, we yes. got all these racks of computers. Yes. And, you know, and we got air conditioning running in the winter because it gets hot. What would you put something. in here? All of it. And server rooms. You like these yeah. the big server farms. Oftentimes, the big
0: electricity bill isn't the computers. It's keeping them cool. Right. Right. That's why they all want to come to Montana. You want to keep it cool. You open a window. Right. 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 You let yeah. nature keep it cool. Right. Um, so we would come into a facility like this. We would look at the breaker panels. And it's very simple. You identify first of all if it's single phase or three phase. That's easy. Right. And then what's on the load? Is this is this one just you know the offices which got the you know a mini fridge and some outlets? Or is it the air handlers, right? Or do you have some kind of a pump for circulation or something? Or is it maybe the lights in the parking lot? Those are four very different load signatures. Right. So we have to match the load signatures. We have a plethora of models in single phase, three phase, low voltage, high voltage, and we just match it. And off to the races you go. Who
2: installs these?
0: Um, any electrician can, can install do it. Yeah, you don't need a master electrician or something. It's very easy to install. It's three or four wires. It lands on its own breaker. It and, takes and, about twenty minutes, half an hour depending.
1: And in your house, the plug-in ones, you just plug in. You plug it in, or the so, house too. Right. So, so let's say you have a two-thousand-square-foot house. Yep. Yeah. You know how many of these units are you going to need, and what do they cost? Just so. So, so there's off? two
0: answers to that question. Number yeah. one is ideally you don't have lots of dirty electricity. I mean we. Yes, we want to sell you, you know a lot of stuff or a business for profit. We're also healthy human beings living in a community.? Right. You don't want to sell somebody more than what they need. You don't want, right. want to handle it. So probably four plug-in units, if you don't have something very odd happening, it's going to, it's going to get your levels down 90, 95 percent, you'll probably feel it immediately. So now, you know, you know male and female biology are slightly different in that. Usually, when we do the tests in a home, it's the female biology that can instantly feel it
1: or calmer. Well, like the noise we were hearing, there's some background noise here. Yeah.
2: Maybe it disappears for them. I know, I notice it. Maybe really? I'm in touch with my feminine I love side, it. but I notice it. We the, all should be, right? The humming, the buzzing, the it's it, it get things get quieter, right. right? Which is, I think, what BD just said. Right. And yeah. You feel like, all right, because you know when you walk, like, listen, I'm, we're here in the studio. There's so much going on. If you go into our rack room, there is so much going on. That's where all of our everybody computers are. In,
1: everybody in their life has a story about, about this. You or know? your
2: cell phone. In
1: my, in my bedroom, my clock radio, when I plug my phone in and it's charging, the clock radio makes static. Thank you. This is
0: exactly what I'm talking about. That's it. Where's that coming from? We all have some experience. I don't care if it's your sister's blow dryer (laughs) on your radio. We all have an experience of dirty electricity that maybe we didn't know exactly what it was or how to describe it, but we knew it was off.
1: Right. When when I have a power surge in my house or the power goes on and off real quickly, my speakers vibrate. They start going boom, 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 and I have to switch it off at the circuit breaker.
2: Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing yeah. how we're more in touch with uh, this type of utility management than we right. were maybe 10 years ago because of the fact that so much is being right. brought into the home. BD, switch gears for a second. So we've identified EMF, we've identified the elect- dirty electricity, we've identified the way to monitor and the way to tamp it down. How are you, you know, promoting, not promoting, but selling these? Because I know that. You know, solar, right? And people that are installing solar into into homes across the country is probably one of the fastest, if not, has been the fastest growing area. I know you work closely with groups that like that. Talk to us about kind of your distribution model, your sales model for Satic. It was exceedingly hard. So now that we've got
0: twenty employees and we we're, we're profitable and all that stuff here in Missoula, here in Missoula, Montana. People ask me sometimes, and you're joking. Usually, your pals. I saw you suffering through it. If you now, knowing what you know now, being successful now, would you do it all again? No way. Right. Took you a long time. Man, in this 14 years, I've aged 28, right? was
1: 11 when I met you. Just
0: just riding a bike, right? Yeah. Um, The sleepless nights, the angst, um, that was a really hard road to climb. And when you get called a conspiracy theorist, when you get called – the damn wild guy or whatever. That hurts, guys. Don't don't think it doesn't. But I was reading all these studies about the dairy cows. I was seeing all this. It, they've got pictures in these greenhouses and grows where the plant is growing to the light or the food or the water. And it's growing away from the dirty electricity. I'm not making it up. I don't care if you think I'm right. nuts. It's real. Oh, man. You
1: move away from it. It's naturally in you. So nobody
0: wants the power lines right over their house just by inner feeling. Nobody wants a cell tower on their house just by inner feeling. Right. So one of the things on my vision board for years was that electro hypersensitivity. So my son suffers terribly. What really drug me kicking and screaming into this is my son suffers terrible EHS, right? Debilitating is that I knew something was hurting my personal kid and I was being marginalized by him. called kook. It's not real. It's in your head. It's in his head. Well, it wasn't in his head. What do they want? They want to give him on drugs, right? Right. They want to give your kid drugs. I didn't want to give my kid drugs because he wasn't like this yesterday. Right. He wasn't like this yesterday, and now he's not well. We're going to put him on a drug. I would rather not Band-Aid the symptom. I would really rather find what the right. root is and go there. So I know that's a long way to answer your question, but it was hard. And so now EHS, electrohypersensitivity, is as mainstream, well-known as you know, autism and um, fibromyalgia and these things that were very rare years ago, but are pandemic now today. Sure, sure. Things have changed. And so it's a lot easier now. And so one of the ways is online. We have a good website, staticshield.com, S A T I C, not static, staticshield.com, where you can go and, and look at our store. Um, but because they improve e- efficiency, when someone's going solar, you're really looking for efficiency now. You're really looking to not only use as little electricity as possible, but produce that energy yourself, not requiring the grid. What is
2: the, what is the rate of conversion of people adopting solar these days? So,
0: so if you just look in the metrics, solar is the single biggest, fastest booming category, subcategory, construction. You know, green, new energy, tech employer, net revenue, gross revenue. You know, there's these measurements that we use. You know this well, Arnie. There's these measurements that we use in commerce and in business to measure something. And of like eight of the major um, categories that you would – they're number one. It's clear out in front. I mean it's employing so many people. It's making so much net and gross revenue, right? There are companies that are installing – like this is not all solar companies. There is one solar company that's installing thousand residential solar installations per month in texas and that's not all of them that's one that's crazy it is growing astronomically i mean there there are i know of a solar company that does a thousand a month just in orlando well, and this is just one. Company.
2: You
1: got places where it's sunny a lot, right? well, got or, a lot, Or the utilities, so or the utility but bills, isn't it, it, right? But is it is it true that now the new solar technology allows you to store it, so you don't have to necessarily be in a place where it's sunny so, all the time? So,
0: so there are some misnomers. Sunny's not always better because sunny often means hot. Electronics don't like hot. Right. Solar works great in Montana because it's cool. We live in big sky country. We get beautiful sunshine and it's cool. And the electrons move better when it's cool. They don't like to be super hot. Right,
1: and the units you, can store. You
0: put a solar panel out in the middle of the desert and it's black and it's glass. It's super grumpy because it's too hot. Right. Right. Solar works good in Canada. So so part of it is solar really works good for the most part in the U.S. if you have good solar exp- uh, sun exposure. But how your utility bills for you is the deciding factor. If you're paying $0.04 cents a kilowatt hour – in northern Idaho, some of the cheapest power on the planet, Kootenai Electric, four cents. Don't go solar, you ding dong. It's never going to pay for itself. It's 25 years. Right. You're in California. You're paying 40 cents. Oh, we're talking about three-year ROI now. Forget about it. It's right, a financial right. decision. Now, let's say I don't want a financial decision. I want a green community you know, decision. Then, then solar can work for anybody if you've got some good exposure. Now, if I want to store that – that's a different story because what we do right now is called net metering. So let's say May, June, July, August, we're overproducing, and the utility company allows us to do that. Right. So we're spinning that meter backwards. We're putting our watts in a bank account. You put dollars in a financial bank account. You put watts on your net meter account. So now in December, January, February, the days are short. My panels are covered in snow. I get those watts that I banked in sure. summer back now. So we can usually get you to zero. Where you don't have a bill anymore that you store enough so it's more to store it.
2: So then so then are the the filters then put on those solar systems to create once it's distributed to the home, it's it, cleaner. It really
0: helps. So I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish Sorry, that yeah. with Arnie's question. If you want to store it yourself for the zombie apocalypse, you need batteries. Right. And battery technology has made a big leap because of the cell phone industry. Look, they put right. when we were kids when we industry. were kids, batteries went in your game or your flashlight. Right. And flashlights were storage places for rusty batteries. Right. That's what a flashlight was. It was a storage facility for rusty batteries, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, because every um, time you picked up your p- flashlight, it was didn't work. Once every two years and... when you needed it, it's just full of rust. <laughs> right. Right? right, okay. Right.
0: But the cell phone industry has put a good battery in everybody's pocket. Right. So the big batteries, even that run cars and stuff, or a bunch basically of cell phone batteries, it's the same technology, right? It's so lithium-ion. Right. Um, so they're quite expensive, but you can wire those in at your system, get what's called a hybrid system now or off-grid where you've got the battery storage. Right. Okay. Now, solar panels make direct current, but your outlet is, electric, is alternating current.
2: Right. AC. So
0: it's AC and DC, baby. So you cannot use direct current for most of the things in your house. Now, your cell phone, anything like that, they like. If it's got a battery, it's DC. It's so your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop. These right. things are DC. That's why you can't just plug them in. You've got to have the little adapter. You've right. got to have the thing because that's taking it from AC to DC. Right. Solar panels are the opposite. You've got to go from DC to AC, and that's called an inverter. So when you go solar, you're really getting three categories of product. You're getting the panel that's going to absorb the sun's light and turn it into direct current. You're going to get the racking system that's going to hold this to your roof without leaking your roof or blowing your roof off into Kansas with Dorothy. And then you've got your inverter, which takes this direct current from the panels, turns it into alternating current so that you can use it. That very process, just by how it mechanically and scientifically works, creates electromagnetic fields, huge ones. So that electricity, and I'm, you know, one of the biggest solar dealers in the state. We've been doing solar in Missoula, Montana for 14 years. I love it. Um, I'm personally an early adopter. Yes, I've got solar on my house. That electricity is not what you would call clean electricity by the parameters that we've been using and discussing in this interview. It's clean in that it's green, it's clean and it's renewable. It's clean and it's not coal. But is it clean by the parameters that we're talking about? No. It's got EMF. It's got distortion and interference. Right. So when you add our box to it, two things happen. Number one, the power coming in from the utility, if you're still on grid, is now cleaner. The power coming off the inverter is now cleaner. So more of that can be usable. Less is going to turn into heat and the nonsense that we don't like. That's bad for our stuff, bad for our wallet, bad for us, right? Right. More of it's gonna be usable. And you can now reduce and produce. Because if your air conditioner uses a little bit less, if you're if you're getting four or six cent power and your air conditioner uses a little bit, who cares? It's you can barely measure it. Oh, you gotta save eight dollars a month. Who cares? You don't care. That's not even a Netflix subscription, right? You'd have to rally to care. But now I'm gonna spend sixty grand making that on my roof. Oh, you care, baby. You care big. So, a 5 or 10% difference on 60 huge. grand is 6,000 bucks. It's huge. And so, in the beginning, trying to convince these solar guys it would work was very hard. Solar guys are early adopters. They're, they think they're the smartest guy in the room every time. They're very challenging. Oh, I've already seen that. I've already tested it. Oh, really? You've already seen it? Really? Come on now. No, you haven't. So, what we started doing is putting them on these guys' houses for free. So, he owns a solar company or he works at a solar company. He's watching every watt. This guy is Jedi. So I'd say, I'm not going to sell you. I'm going to put on your house for free. And you're going to watch it. Well, guess what? They do work. I'm not here 14 years later with five-star reviews and 100,000 installed over 14 years if it doesn't work. Right. You don't get to sell snake oil for 14 years. Right. You don't get to sell vaporware for 14 years and sell more each year than right. you did the previous. We've got over 100,000 installed. I'm sorry. They work.
2: And they're right. all produced and manufactured here, right engineer engineer school here in
0: of Montana. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Tell t- us about. Can, are you I going got two, well, no, go two follow-ups. I got two two things. One.
1: So, what do they cost a unit? Okay. You know, That you put in the house. I know you need three or four or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. How much are they? And then, secondly, what does the box actually do? How does it make this cleaner? <laughs> It's,
0: it's kind of like it's, – it's, I don't want to get too technical, but well, it, it's it's a harmonizer. It just cleans. It just filters. It regulates. It's a really robust surge protector. It puts everything in good phase quality. It removes the interference, removes the distortion, removes the electromagnetic fields, improves power factor, regulates voltage, regulates frequency, all these parameters that right. you want within this right. narrow pre- – it does it all in one right. box. It and, does it all in one box.
1: And it's the exactly. box costs calls-
0: um, a retail on a whole home system is about $1,200. That's if you wire in. There might be an installation fee that puts that all over depending on, you know, what, what your personal situation is, how full is your box, you know, blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Am I mounting it on cementer or, or, you know, sheetrock? There's right. some there's some variables there, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, the plug-ins would be maybe dollars
2: Depending on the size of your home. Depending on yeah, the size so of your enough. home and how many
0: you need, yeah, and you can right. measure it. And you really should see a difference on your very first bill. It's not like you have to wait six months to know if the dumb thing is working. Right. You know what your bill is.
2: Right. You know, it's gone higher. You know what your bill <laughs> is. Yeah, <laughs> no, we just or had what a follow up question. Yeah. Yet another question. No, I want to know the, the two cost. things.
1: What would, what's in the magic box? Yeah. Right? And what does it cost? And those are the two questions. Now, you
2: had a question. I did have a question, and I want to. But <laughs> we're butting up against the break. Okay. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Our ga- Our guest is BD Erickson. He's the founder of SATIC and SATIC Field. Back after this. Arnie, we are back with our guest, BD Erickson. And you had a follow up question, so. So, lay it out I, there. so I want to know, BD, working in Missoula, living and growing up here in Montana, is, is, are we, is this a community that supports entrepreneurs like yourself? Do you have the resources and the people resources and the material resources to, you know, to build a sustainable growing business? Talk about that.
0: So when you start out in business, you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't Smart. know. Smart. And so, you know, what does it really take to manufacture something? Have you manufactured electronic before? I had not. Tooled up, gotten underwriter's laboratory and the safety testing and the efficacy testing and all that stuff. Where do you find these labs? Setting up your production line, sourcing your materials, um, hiring HR, all these things. You know, I don't care if you if you got a, a degree in business school. All that business school taught me was I need somebody for the insurance, I need somebody for HR I need somebody for legal, I need right. somebody for management. you know that just you be in, your eyes are at least open to all these challenges that you 're going to have to face, and there are so many great resources in Missoula and in Montana that I had no idea even existed until I started asking around um, Arnie, I met you at the World Trade Center. That's Mm -hmm. a resource for business. Teach us how to export, right? Teach us how um, currency. I learned so much stuff from you guys. I went to your class like three times, right? Um, The District Export Council, where their job is to help maybe connect manufacturers or like businesses so that you can share the wins and and the trials, right? Um, The Department of Commerce has a ton of grants if you're trying to grow your business, you're trying to take it, you know, international, if you're trying to go to trade shows, There are a lot of things. Now, the challenge is that until you need them, you don't really know they exist because they're not spending their money on marketing. Right. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want these things, I mean, MCDC, I don't think they're called that anymore. They helped me write my first business plan. I probably got a $25,000 business plan for free because I went in and asked. Montana Manufacturing Extension Center awarded me an $18,000 grant. They lined up my production facility. Um, Kanban, lean manufacturing. Now my guys are all lean certified, they're all Kanban certified. I paid for some of it. A lot of it they do because they love business, they want to help you. And there's a lot of there's a lot of help out there, but you gotta know.
1: Sure. You gotta ask. Tell me about the culture in your company. You got twenty people working there. What's the environment like?
0: So so for me, corporate culture is what made my business. It's what sustained it, and it's maybe our biggest identity right now. So in the beginning. You're barely making it. You're putting a second mortgage on your house. You're borrowing money right. from your friends' family. Are you bankable yet? Probably not because you haven't spun a profit. So you've got your team there, but you can't pay them what they're worth. What keeps them? Love. Believe in what you're doing. Believe that you'll make it. Believe that you're changing the greater good or having some impact and a love for you. So how do you do that? you got to be lovable, Right. And I always told them, if it happens for me, it'll happen for you. Now, there's a chance we're going to go down in flames. We're going to step into the propeller here. This is, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurship. But if we do, then we're going to share it and you're going to be a part of that. And we're not making or selling something that harms people, the planet, the greater good. We're making something, you know, whether we're too close to it and drinking our own Kool-Aid, you know, that's we want to make something that serves people, serves the community, serves the environment and serves a greater good. And so, keeping that out in front—that we're actually doing something that matters—really helped, and also making it fun. I'm a very gregarious person. I love humans. I love to visit, and I love fun. I'm actually kind of a fun hog. And so, if my career path is really hard for a long time, it, it, it's not a very good life choice for me, and I'll right. cry. I'm a huge baby, you guys. I am maybe a huge wimp. It's got to be kind of fun, and if stuff is hard, then you have to find some fun in there. And one of the things is who you surround yourself with. Okay. So let's say you're going to go to Disneyland or someplace really fun, but you're with a grump. They're grumping about the line. They're grumping about the chow. They're grumping about the ride. I don't care how fun that place is. If you're with a grump, you're having a bad time. One grump will suck all the love, all the life, all the joy (laughs) right out of the room, right? Now, let's say conversely, we have to go. Your buddy's called. He's a really good buddy. He needs a favor. He's out of town. You have to go to his storage shed and clean the stuff out of it because he can't pay the rent. They're going to lock it up and half it's got to go to the dump and half it's got to go to someone. That's the worst thing you can be asked to do as a friend, right? But there's somebody that's going to go with you and they're going to help. And this person, they're a hoot. They're a tall character. They're laughing. You know, the mannequin comes out. This joker's dancing with it. He's making you laugh. And every time, you know, you find something, he's got a funny joke. You end up going to the dump. He pulls out two lawn chairs. He's got BB guns. And you sit in the back, plinking cans, <laughs> drinking a sixer. <laughs> One of the funnest days of your life. Right? right? So it's not out it's of a not terrible,
2: uh, right. uh, terrible situation. Right. So
0: are there things at work that are less fun? Yes. And if you're around a grump, then it just piles on. You're already doing something that is called work and ain't right. called fun. You don't get up in the morning, put your fun boots on. You put your work boots on, right? But there are also negative attitude can suck the fun out of it. But let's say we're doing something hard, but we make it into a game. We make it into a song. We've got music. We're going to take breaks. We're high-fiving. We're cheering each other on. Right. When we err, we own it. When others err, we forgive freely. And that culture permeates yeah. our company. And you've been there. Oh, yeah. It is a fun place. we got the ping pong table going. we got the fish tanks going. The hot dog machine is on. Because since it is work, let's make it as enjoyable of an experience as it can. And where I was not able to pay people what they were in the beginning, I am now. And we almost are overpay. You hiring? We're always hiring.
2: How do people Good. find out? How do they get in now touch? How do they get
0: a hold of you? Yeah, so so our company name is SATIC, S-A-T-I-C, and our phone number is 493-1861.
2: So the website is SATICUSA.com. Thanks, BD. Arnie, I'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.